0: Mr. Colombo, are you a boss of the Mafia? No, I am not. Is there a Mafia? No, there is not. York's notorious Gambino crime family. Lucchese crime family. The alleged boss of the Bonanno crime family. Colombo crime family. The Genovese crime family is the Ivy League of of the five families. There's nothing beats being a Mafia boss. It's uh, better than being a Hollywood star. You are listening to This Day in the Mob. I am your host, John Curran. Today is July 5th, 2022. Let's travel back 91 years to the day and find out what happened on... This Day in the Mob. Good evening. December 11th may go down as the day of the biggest robbery in our country's history, and it happened right here in New York. Somewhere between 3 and $5 million in cash and valuables was taken from the Lufthansa cargo terminal out at Kennedy Airport. And the law enforcement officers say that it was carried off with such precision and such daring, you almost have to consider it an inside job. Meyer Lansky, Joe Watts, and Jimmy the Gent. What do these three men have in common? Well, they were all as respected and as powerful as it gets in the world of La Cosa Nostra. However, the three men are not of Italian descent, therefore could never become made in the world of the Mafia. Nonetheless, they carried the same weight as captains and even bosses in their heyday. All had the same similar qualities that made them the powerful and ruthless gangsters that they were, but only one was known to have done it. As a gentleman, Jimmy the Gent Burke was born on this day 91 years ago, July 5th, 1931. The Irish American gangster who would always be just a mafia associate reached heights, power, and wealth most made men could only dream of. There are many mobsters we've discussed and will discuss that come from such troubled backgrounds that it explains their eventually going into organized crime. Perhaps none had more of a reason than Jimmy. Burke was actually born Jimmy Conway to a single mother named Jane Conway, and not knowing who Jimmy's father was after he abandoned them, Jane would put the young Burke in an orphanage at the age of two. From there, he would bounce around from foster home to foster home and from orphanage to orphanage. He suffered from both physical and sexual abuse at a very young age as a result of this. According to legend, Jimmy was just 13 years old when riding in the backseat of yet another foster family's car. He and his foster father began fighting and the father attempted to strike Jimmy as he drove He would lose control of the car and eventually die. The foster mother, and now a widow, blamed Jimmy and would beat him constantly. Finally, Jimmy was adopted by the Burke family out of Queens, New York. He was able to finally have a stable and semi-normal home life. So much so that he took the name Burke, leaving behind the name Conway, for now. Unfortunately, it proved to be too little too late for the already damaged Burke, who would venture into a life of crime on the streets of Queens. Jimmy's life of crime didn't get off to a hot start. After trying his hand at a litany of crimes, Burke was locked up and behind bars the majority of his years between the ages of 16 and 22. He would, however, earn major points with his Cosa compatriots by keeping his mouth shut to authorities all of those times that he got pinched. He'd marry his longtime girlfriend Mickey in 1962. However, the joyous day for two families was disastrous for another. After learning Mickey was being harassed and stalked by an ex-boyfriend of hers, Burke allegedly had the issue taken care of. On the very day Burke and Mickey said I do, police would find her ex-boyfriend's body chopped into pieces in the trunk of his own car. And this was only a prelude to Burke's murderous tendencies. He was known for getting tips from crooked cops on criminal informants and Jimmy would whack them on behalf of his mafia friends. There's also a story of an old neighborhood woman who would complain to Burke ...that she loaned her son a substantial amount of cash and that he refused to pay her back. Jimmy, living up to his nickname, paid the lady back her money. Then Jimmy, living up to his reputation, murdered her son. In the 1950s and 60s, Burke was involved in all types of mob schemes. He'd sell untaxed booze and cigarettes he'd ex- do extortion he'd be involved in loan sharking but he is most known for his truck hijacking and it was while participating in these hijacks he'd earn his nickname jimmy was often courteous and respectful to the drivers of the loads he'd be stealing he knew things would go smoother if he was calm and respectful he would even tip the drivers in cash after he'd hijacked their loads And this is where the former orphan got the name The Gent. He'd take on his own crew, acting as a capo, even though he wasn't a made man. And this just proves the respect and power Jimmy carried within the mafia. In this crew were a couple of young kids named Tommy Two Guns D. Simone and another Irish gangster named Henry Hill. By now, I'm sure you've realized the man we're discussing today is none other than the legend that Robert De Niro would so excellently portray in the mafia movie Goodfellas. Now in the movie, the character is referred to as Jimmy Conway, not Jimmy Burke, and there's a funny reason for this. When in pre-production, Burke's daughter Catherine was consulting on the film, and perhaps feeling the criminal spirit of her father, decided to try to extort the movie company for the sum of $100,000 to use the Burke name. The studio, who was not to be strong-armed, just changed Jimmy's name to his pre-adoption name, Conway. Burke and his crew operated out of the Queens bar Jimmy owned, named Robert's Lounge. It is said that Robert served as not only the headquarters for Jimmy's crew to scheme and plot, but as a sort of mobster cemetery with a reported 12 bodies buried in the basement. It is in Robert's Lounge that a famous Shinebox murder took place. A Gambino-made man named William Billy Batts Bentvena was having his welcome home party from prison at Burke's Club. Batts would insult Burke's crew member Tommy Two-Guns Simone repeatedly, and the hot-headed Tommy Two-Guns who was not yet a made man, vowed to Burke in his bar that he would kill Bats. And two weeks later, Tommy would beat Billy Bats to death in the club of fellow crew member Henry Hill. Burke, helping his friend dispose of the body, drove Bats' body to a dog kennel property for burial. They would hear a noise in the trunk. The beaten mobster Bats was still alive. This scene acts as the memorable opening scene of the movie Goodfellas. Burke and Dee Simone would then beat the man to death, actually this time, and buried him. However, just month, months later, they would have to exhume the body when Burke's friends sold the property. Jimmy and Henry would get jammed up in 1972 on assault and extortion charges after badly beating a deadbeat gambling client. They were sentenced to 10 years in prison, but would serve only six. Upon their release, Burke would cook up his biggest, and perhaps the biggest scheme in mafia history, the Lufthansa Heist. Putting together a crew of thieves, the criminal mastermind Jimmy the Gent Burke pulled off a heist of the Lufthansa Airline, worth $5.8 million. The load, mixed with cash and jewels, was tipped off to Burke by an indebted gambling customer. Customers would often give Jimmy tips on loads to help pay off their debts to Burke. It was, at the time, the biggest heist in history and is even still discussed today in books, movies, and even the courts. Recently, as 2014, a mobster named Vinnie Asaro was arrested for having been involved in a Lufthansa heist over 30 years ago. Now, the size of the haul of the Lufthansa heist either made Burke greedy or paranoid. He refused to pay certain crew members their rightful cut and even murdered some of them. This was either out of fear they'd cooperate and put him away or just plain old greed. Burke's former protege and crew member Henry Hill would testify against him and others in Lucchese crime family. However, it wasn't for the multiple murders, the hijackings, or even the Lufthansa heist that Jimmy would be convicted of. It was for shaving points in a college basketball scheme. Jimmy and Henry were involved in paying off members of the Boston college basketball team to shave points. Point shaving is when a team is projected to win by a certain number, but they purposefully win by less or even lose. This allowed Jimmy and his crew to wager against the spread and make massive gambling profits since they knew the outcome already. Jimmy Burke would be sentenced to 12 years in prison for the point shaving scheme. Burke was diagnosed with cancer in 1996, and passed away while in prison at the age of 64. The man born on this day, July 5th, 91 years ago, known as the Gent, would become one of the biggest earners in Mafia history, Italian or non-Italian. Of the Lufthansa of cash was never recovered. I'm John Curran. Thank you for listening. Tune in tomorrow, July 6th, and find out what happened on that day in the mob.